GM, I'm Matthew Diemer, and this is GM from Decrypt. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Thursday, March 9th, 2023. This is the second to last show we will be doing together on GM with Decrypt. I will be rolling out a new daily show on YouTube and on podcasts. You can find it on Apple Podcasts today in Web3. Nothing is there yet because I haven't published anything there because I'm still doing this show. You also can find me on YouTube right now at youtube.com slash at today in Web3. Subscribe. We're going to roll out daily news there. Broader than just crypto, all of tech, Web3. It's going to be slow to roll out to figure out how to um, you know, structure the show and it's going to evolve over time like this show has. This show has been going on for three years and um, it got to the format it is now. It's pretty lean. It's quick. It's right to the point. Also, don't worry. GM is not going anywhere. There's a great long-form podcast coming out on Saturday from NFT Paris, or Paris NFT. I don't know which one it is. But anyway, the team went over there and spoke with a lot of companies, and they're going to highlight a couple on Saturday's show. Also, there's other shows coming out next week as well, including an interview with Coinbase's law director. Very interesting. So, look for those. If you guys listen to the show every day, you know I was just in Florida. And I flew United down and Frontier on the way back. And I just got to tell this story because this just pisses me off. I know it might be minor. It might be some little thing that nobody cares about, but I do. And I think that is just setting bad precedent for a lot of things in the future. Look, you can't get a cup of water on Frontier. They make you pay for water. They serve nothing. No water. No water. And I just feel that uh, four hours, I was on that plane for four hours. You know, you had to line up, get on the plane, get off the plane, get into the airport. It was about four hours. So that's four hours without water. So what if you're thirsty? What if you're choking? What if you're dehydrated? What if you're having anxiety or panic attacks? Or what if so many different things? You're up in the air. The air is dry. I mean, how can a company lock you in a damn tube 30,000 feet above ground and say, nah, we ain't going to give you water, but we could if you pay us $3.25. I mean, it should be illegal. It's absolutely wrong. And I think that this is just a slippery slope. And I know that people can say, well, you could bring your own bottle in and fill it up at the water fountain and then bring it on the plane. Um, yes, but that's not the point. The point is you should have some drinking system on a plane for potable water for any reason because it's humane you don't need any other reason i mean what are they going to do start charging for air 
Or how about this? Here's a great business idea. How about the oxygen levels are set at, I don't know, um, 17% oxygen saturation in the air. And if you want like more oxygen saturation, they'll give you a little, you know, oxygen breathing thing, but that's going to cost you 15 bucks and they can use that little drop down oxygen tank thing, you know. If you have experienced turbulence or there's depressurization of the cabin, you can you can breathe that and get that extra three percent of oxygen. Or how about it's a pay per use for the bathroom? Can they do that? You want to use the bathroom? Five bucks. Or if you don't have five bucks, just hold it. Or how about you need some toilet paper and they charge you twenty five cents per square? You want some toilet paper? You have to pay per square. I, I don't know. There's something that just sat really really wrong with me that they have water behind a paywall and offer no drinking water outside of that bottled water that they have on the plane. It is wrong. I think it's inhumane. I think it should be illegal. No matter what reason or rationale that you can think of to make a workaround for it does not make this right. And so I am going to proceed to call every congressperson and every senator in the damn country so we can make sure that people on a flight, even though it's a budget flight, can get a damn cup of water without paying $3.25 for it. Am I right? Am I wrong? Let me know. Matthew Aaron at decrypt.co. Only have that email for a couple more days. So get that email in. Now let's get into those crypto prices. Moving into our crypto prices, but I want to do some markets news first because I think it's relevant to the crypto prices. You'll see why in a minute. But Silvergate, Silvergate Bank, the crypto-friendly bank, announced that they'll be winding down their operations and that an orderly wind down of bank operations and voluntary liquidation of the bank is the best path forward. Senator Elizabeth Warren tweeted this. As the bank of choice for crypto, Silverbank's failure is disappointing, but predictable. I warned of Silvergate's risky, if not illegal, activity and identified severe due diligence failures. Now customers must be made whole and regulators should step up against crypto risk. Now we're going to see that the prices are down today. And that's why I want to go into this because people are blaming today's prices on the shutdown of Silvergate. Also, depending on what news agency or media source that you are reading, you're going to see that they're blaming the crypto price downturn on all kinds of things, including that the U.S. authorities just transferred $1 billion worth of Bitcoin recovered from a dark web hack to a new wallet address, including one owned by Coinbase. And this is making investors fearful that this intense sell pressure, let me just say that again, intense sell pressures could drive down the token's price. Again, these news agencies, I think, are kind of grasping for straws here because, just let me put this in perspective. Bitcoin has a daily volume of $22 billion. One million Bitcoin is traded or sent every day. This $1 billion worth of Bitcoin is not going to do anything to the price. Even if it was dumped on the market through an exchange, it'll go down a little bit, but it's not going to really dent the price. It's not, it's not a, it's a blip. It's a blip in the volume, the daily volume. Now, I could understand the reason that if the government is selling, the U.S. government is selling this, why are they selling and not just hodling and waiting for a moon, right, to make more money off of this? But then again, I don't know the laws of the government or how they can handle Bitcoin. For example, if you are a political candidate, you can receive crypto, but you cannot hodl it. You have to sell it for U.S. dollars as soon as you receive it. And so there's actually companies that do that for you. 
you can set up a wallet. People can send you Ethereum or Bitcoin or Litecoin or Dogecoin. But as soon as it hits your wallet, they will automatically transfer it to US dollars and then send it to your campaign account because you're not allowed to hold it. So again, maybe they're selling because after they've done their investigations, they need to because that's the legal thing to do. Again, I don't know, but I think that the narrative that prices down because of these two things, again, is just obfuscating the actual root cause. And here's the bigger conversation that we need to have is that the economy and the long predicted double peak of inflation and the long predicted double dip of the markets might be playing out. The Fed says that they're going to get more aggressive. There is layoffs. The housing market is in kind of flux. There is extremely low risk, high interest rate T-bills out there right now. So why, if you're going to hold cash and wait for the market to dip, why wouldn't you just put it into a T-bill right now instead of buying crypto? And so I think that it has much more to do with the prices than these micro headlines that say, oh, this is exactly what happened. Also, maybe not as sexy is that we have to keep talking about the fallout of the billions and dollars of worth of crypto companies that is still the that is still the contagion that is still the dominoes falling across the space silvergate is one of those dominoes from the long line of dominoes that started back with luna and ftx and alameda and then we saw blockfi and celsius and it's not sexy to keep talking about this but that's probably more of the reason is that the contagion the crypto contagion is still happening it's kind of like if everybody ate dinner at a bad sushi restaurant, we knew it was bad. We knew it was risky that everybody was eating sushi at this damn restaurant, and then people start getting sick. First person gets sick, oh, it was the sushi. But then somebody gets sick later, and we're saying, oh, I wonder what that was. He must have caught it from somebody. No, it was the damn sushi. <laughs> anyway, the time is 9.23 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have Bitcoin down a percent. It's at $21,788. Ethereum's at $1,542, down a half a percent. Tether's number three, Binance is at 290, up 1.3%. And USDC is number five. Rounding off the top 10, we have XRP, Cardano, Dogecoin, Matic, and BUSD. The total market cap just dropped below $1 trillion. It's down a half a percent. It's at 999.2 billion. We have a BTC dominance of 42% and an F dominance of 18.9. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. Moving into today's headlines, and I'm sorry for being very wordy and opinionated these past couple days. I'm just uh, cranky about some things. Just a cranky old man here that wants to tell you about it on his podcast. <laughs> anyway, remember yesterday I told you about Moncox? Moncox was an early Bitcoin exchange and in 2014. They filed for bankruptcy and suffered a loss of 850,000 Bitcoin. 750,000 of those Bitcoins were customers. 100,000 of those Bitcoin were Mt. Goxes. Altogether, totaled around $480 million at the time. Today, it's worth around $19 billion. And I also told you that customers or former customers have until Friday to register their claims for repayment under the rehabilitation plan. And those creditors had the option to receive their payment in a lump sum. 
as a cryptocurrency repayment, bank remittance, or remittance through a money transfer service like Western Union, I assume. The original deadline was January 10th, then it got moved to Friday, which is tomorrow, the 10th. Um, well, they pro postponed it again, and they moved it back again. So if you are somebody who was using Mt. Gox, lost your Bitcoin, and you're trying to get that back, you have until April 6th now to register your claim. U.S. President, President Joseph Robinette Biden, proposed a budget, and it's going to be unveiled today, which includes a provision to close tax loss harvesting on crypto transactions. A White House official confirmed that the budget will include a tax provision intended to reduce wash sales trading by crypto investors. Right now, currently, investors can sell their cryptocurrencies at a loss, claim the loss on their taxes, and then buy the same amount of cryptocurrency again. So basically, and I've told you to do this before the end of the year because this is still legal, um, if you buy, say, Dogecoin for a dollar and it goes down to it goes down to 80 cents, sell it for 80 cents, take those losses of the 20 cents um, among all those coins you, you sell, and then buy them back for 80 cents. And so you save on your taxes and you still have the same amount of Dogecoin. In the stock market, you can't do that. I think you have to wait something like 30 days uh, so you can sell your, your stock, but 30 days later is when you can buy it back. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure that's how that works. Anyway, of the president's proposed budget, the White House official said that this plan will lower the U.S. deficit by $3 trillion over the next 10 years. Oh, that sounds pretty good, right? Um, not quite, because the U.S. is on track to add $19 trillion in new debt over the next 10 years, according to a story by the New York Times. And so I want to say thank you very much to the president for focusing on the elephant in the room of all of our debt in the United States, crypto, tax, loss, harvesting, the UK, all my UK friends out there, your financial conduct authority or the FCA is going to continue its crackdown on illegal Bitcoin automated teller machines or ATMs, announcing that it has inspected several sites in East London suspected of housing unregistered machines and will continue to identify and disrupt unregistered crypto ATM businesses in the UK. Similar raids already happened in Leeds earlier this year and in West Yorkshire. According to global data from Coin ATM Radar, there are currently 1,469 Bitcoin ATMs in the EU, of which 18 are operational in the UK. Seems like a huge problem. Really happy to see that the FCA is on it. How many Bitcoin ATMs are in the United States? Well, 86% of the worldwide figure, or 32,164 Bitcoin ATMs in the United States. I actually have one at the convenience store up the street from me. We have a new members-only club launching in Los Angeles. It's going to be called Club 3. And it's going to be a collaboration between Animoca and Planet Hollywood. At the center of Club 3 is going to be Club ID, a new identity membership, NFT Web 3 related. This new NFT club aims to bridge the gap between the real world and virtual memberships. Minting your new membership will give members four tiers of membership. You can be a founding member, a social member, a global member, and a corporate member. The one-time membership fee for a social membership is $2,500. A founding member is $7,500, which they say this is an exclusive club. That doesn't seem like exclusive pricing. Yes, I know it's like $2,500 or $7,500 for a club membership. Still, it's accessible if this is what you want to do. Club 3 will integrate Web3 mechanics, including a community of voting on seasonal menus, perks, and promotions. 
If Club 3 is successful, this venture, now called Meta Hollywood, intends to expand globally with locations in New York, Miami, Tokyo, London, Paris, and Hong Kong. And finally, moving into some DC news, the chairman of the CFTC, or the Commodities and Futures Trading Commission, has taken a firm stance against the SEC by telling the Senate Agriculture Committee that Ethereum is a commodity. This opinion appears to directly contradict SEC Chairman Gary Ginzer's opinion, who argued last month that everything other than Bitcoin falls under security laws, meaning that he's in charge of regulating them. Considering these two government agencies are at odds with each other, I don't see how this is going to resolve itself without congressional intervention. Now, the outcome of that intervention is going to be probably which party has the majority when that outcome is being decided. And sticking with the D.C. news, U.S. Congressman Stephen Lynch expressed concern over the possible impact of a central bank digital currency, or CBDC, asking the Fed Reserve Chairman, Jerome Powell, to ponder the potential of a CBDC, or a U.S. dollar CBDC, to wipe out other digital assets. He asked this question, do they go to zero when we come up with a CBDC that has the full faith and credit of the United States behind it? Let me stop here for a second. He said, do they go to zero when we come up with a CBDC? He said when, not if. I just want to make sure that everybody heard that. Powell, Jerome Powell, indicated that regardless of a CBDC's release, it's unclear to him why any cryptocurrency that isn't drawing on the credibility of the dollar, like a stablecoin, has any value at all, referring to Bitcoin and Ethereum. He said, I never understand the evaluation of those. Don't have any intrinsic value, but nonetheless, trade for a positive number. Congressman Lynch then asked Jerome Powell for an update on the Fed's timeline for potentially releasing a CBDC. Jerome Powell responded, I can't give you a date. We engage with the public on an ongoing basis. We're also doing research on policy and also technology and then indicated that a CBDC could be rapidly rolled out to the public if it's decided upon by Congress. And he said, I think we can get this into the hands of the public very quickly. Please note that Representative Tom Emmer says that the Fed must not create a CBDC surveillance state and has proposed a bill to block the Fed from making and issuing a CBDC. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of GM. I'll be back tomorrow. And until then, happy hodling, everyone. <laughs>